Hello, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Snapbane Podcast. I want to start this by prefacing that crew, my guest today, had some internet issues, which is why his audio sounded warbly at times. And I'm very sorry about the audio quality. But unfortunately, there was nothing we could do about it. But the next episode, everything should be ironed out. So yeah, thank you for listening. And here's episode one. Okay, so... We are starting the first episode ever. Welcome to episode one of Snap Aim Podcast. My name is Stella Chung. I am your host. Uh, you may have seen me on things like IGN, uh, ALGS, casting for esports for Apex Legends or even Halo uh, tournaments on esports arena so i've kind of been everywhere but hello it is nice to see everyone here we do record this live on twitch every sunday at 1 p.m pst if that changes from week to week i will definitely let y'all know but yeah welcome this is the podcast and uh for today i have a i have a very special guest his name is crusader he's a very awesome content creator and friend and um hi welcome crew would you like to introduce yourself Hi, my name is Crusader. You could call me Crew for short. And uh, I'm currently an athletics manager at Team Liquid. Um, I'm pretty sure it's no secret what's been going on. If you've been keeping up with Apex Legends esports, a lot has happened this past week with uh, the Apex Legends team. So but I guess it's more appropriate for me to say I'm just an athletics manager. Yeah, well, so. <laughs> what, was the, what was the title before? I think it was, it was manager, right? Or it was something different? I well specifically I was the athletics manager athletics team manager for the Apex Legends roster. So but now I, I'm just an athletics manager with without necessarily a team to manage right now. Yeah. So it's it's a weird it's a weird state of uh, limbo. <laughs> so yeah, are are you are you doing okay with all of that? I, I wasn't aware that your title had also changed with everything and I'm hoping that you're okay and stable. Uh, for now, I'm okay. I can't say what's going to happen in the future. Uh, and that's because I, I even I'm not sure. But yeah, yeah. we're, we're still working on things internally to hopefully see, hopefully have some good news. Yeah, that's sure. as much as I can say. <laughs> yeah. Um, Th thank you for being on again I, I keep saying this but thank you so much i know it was last minute and also there's a lot going on so I, I really appreciate you being here thank you thank you for having me of course i was like I, I think i saw your tweet come across my timeline and i was like wait a minute i i originally was planning on doing this by myself but i was like oh i think it might be nice to have someone else on and i was like wait a minute crew <laughs> why not I, I see him on my timeline we can talk about the uh apex iron sites for sure and um actually have you been able to play the modern warfare 2 beta at all no i couldn't get early access to that uh, unfortunately and i wasn't really too excited and keen on playing it because <laughs> i i'm just so burnt out of the call of duty formula but i of course i'm gonna try it eventually yeah, no, for, I, honestly, I, I get that. Um, I think the last title that released, which was, uh, oh my God. Vanguard. Uh, uh, Vanguard, yes. I, I played it and I was like, I'm not super into this. Like the campaign didn't pull me in. Uh, multiplayer feel, felt really weird. Like it felt so fast. And I was like, I listen, I love fast paced FPS games, but like something about it just did not sit right with like the time to kill just didn't feel good. I didn't play it. The last one I played was uh, was Cold War. I had a little fun of that, and 
I didn't even get to play the zombies mode in that because it felt it they changed the formula to where it ended. Like I don't know. I'm I'm a very stubborn person when it comes to <laughs> a lot of these games where I'm just don't don't change it for me because I I used to love playing zombies. I used to go for world records in zombies and then now it's just this weird it's really story driven really heavily story driven as if you're playing a campaign mission which is which is cool it's fine if you want to mix up the formula but i am just not a fan unfortunately yeah i mean i so i didn't mind the story thing but i definitely didn't understand it because for previous uh for previous black ops uh, zombies modes you had to like really dig you had to get easter eggs and stuff to really understand the story so then having that kind of just be up there i'm just like wait who's this person wasn't this person supposed to be dead technically and like i don't know what happened previously so there was a lot of that like scrambling around i i liked the open quote quote open world uh zombies mode but it, it definitely got really exhausting after a few rounds you're just like i just want the round based stuff back like that was really fun yeah i would I, so my my little sister she loves playing call of duty on on the xbox so and she always plays it in the living room like uh, they're not allowed to have their oh, no. <laughs> in their rooms so like uh, you know they're they're still like 14 and 18 but um yeah i would always walk past the living room i would see my my little sister playing the zombies mode in 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 cold war and and she's like driving around in like open streets going in buildings i, I would think she's playing warzone but no i see zombies i'm like wait is this warzone is this zombies like what is going on in this this is not the zombies i grew up with so uh no i i, I think i'll pass <laughs> the one cool thing that i did see is that there was some giant zombie that was chasing her and you actually had to kill it and i was like that's, oh that's pretty cool oh yeah i do remember like there there were variants which is kind of funny um and it, it was really cool because there were like bosses which i was like okay i can get behind this but you know you had to do so much stuff just to get to the boss uh easter egg trigger that like once you did get there you're like i'm gonna die like i all the zombies are just leveled up so much because we've gotten so many rounds so going back to modern warfare 2 i did get to play it um it's ps5 only which f for right now which sucks but like the next one i mean the next beta is going to be opening up for uh pc xbox like everyone else which is which is kind of nice like it, it's but the thing is like ps5 got the exclusive this weekend and um i'm not gonna lie i'm not used to playing shooters on controller so that kind of sucked but I really liked the beta so far because I really liked Modern Warfare before Cold War, I was, which I was really sad that we had to switch over to because I got so used to Modern Warfare uh, in 2019. I was like, man, I really like the I really like the multiplayer mode in Modern Warfare. I don't want to go and relearn a whole new game, uh, but it, it feels good. Like it feels like we're going back to that. I, did you get to play Modern Warfare in 2019, Crew? Yes, I did. I actually, <laughs> I actually had fun with that for a little while but like i said i'm kind of burnt out on the whole call of duty formula warzone was cool but i was just not a fan of the time to kill and how it plays out as yeah I, yeah so i kind of moved on from that quickly but i did have fun when i first played it that was probably the last time i had legitimate fun with call of duty <laughs> yeah honestly probably same like cold war was fun um i do i did really like the uh god what is it called 
um gunfight where it's like the 2v2 i love that it felt really sweaty and i was like oh man imagine if apex had something like this i would be totally into it but oh I man <laughs> <laughs> i have a story about that oh yeah, yeah. Wait, what you got <laughs> it was literally the first day the game came out i'm streaming it i'm playing it. i think that was the first call to introduce like crossplay right yeah, yeah yeah so i was playing on i was playing with the that game mode you're talking about gunfight where it's 2v2 yeah. and i was playing that i was playing that game mode with one of my console friends and then you know you how you hear the uh the the audio the, the audio when you kill someone yes like, yeah the death calls <laughs> yeah i yeah. i'm never going to forget this moment on the very first day i'm playing the game i kill someone and then all i hear is i'm eating chipotle and I'm just like, what? <laughs> what? Oh my what god. That's amazing. Like, okay, I'm I hope it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I guess you I guess he was enjoying himself so much that he was just eating dinner. Like <laughs> it, was, it was just so random and just out of the bloom. Like, I'm eating Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I you know what? I think honestly. I, I know it would get really toxic really fast, but the death comms in Warzone and Call of Duty have been so funny. Like, I genuinely enjoy them so fucking much. It is so fucking funny to hear someone just, like, rage or clearly hear someone who's really high just go, what? Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be honest, that's probably the one thing that is pulling me towards Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2 is the uh, the proximity chat yeah <laughs> when you get close to someone in warzone and i i know it's a thing that that pretty much started from like h1z1 and like other like you know games like rust and 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 other survival games but they kind of like toned it down and just it eventually just dried out from more like open world brs or whatever kind of games like that but i'm so glad that modern warfare 2 is bringing it back I don't know if anybody plays the game The Cycle. It's like a Tarkov like yeah! game, but they also have proximity chat, and it's just it's it is it is the best thing ever. And like proximity chat alone will instantly make me interested in your game because <laughs> I love those type of interactions. Toxic, wholesome, it doesn't matter. I love it. I'm here for it. It's content, and <laughs> yeah, I love it. Honestly, it's nice because like you have the option to turn it off too and not like participate, which is yeah. you know like if you don't want to, you can do that too. Uh, so for those of you who are not aware of what proximity chat is, just in case, proximity chat is when you can. I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory, but like when someone's close to you, you can kind of hear them, right? So it's kind of like the uh, if you've played Among Us, <laughs> there's that mod where you can use proximity chat as opposed to like everyone muting and then unmuting when they go into the uh, meeting room or whatever. So. You can hear people near you, um, and of course their their volume will change the closer they get to you. So it'll be really funny. I think having that in Warzone is going to be really, really funny, actually. And I'm excited to play, and I will definitely give it a try as long as Activision or whoever is developing this game this year is not making the game the size of an entire hard drive. Oh my god! Okay, do you also get so fucking annoyed with the amount of like shaders you have to download? every time you <laughs> you launch the game yeah and another reason why i was turned away from the game it's like what is this like <laughs> why do i have to install this every single time i launch yeah it's Please. so frustrating and i've noticed that apex is starting to do that to you although the shaders aren't as egregious as it was in like warzone or uh you know vanguard i'm just like okay i see it this better be all it is because i swear to god if i have to sit here for five minutes waiting for shaders to install before i can play anything i'm going to be really annoyed 
I'm not sure how it works in Apex because just one week it just randomly started to do it every time I launched. Yeah. And it's like, like you said, it's not as egregious as Warzone, but it definitely was strange because one week it'll do it every time I launch and next week it's just, okay, no, you're good. No need. Like, I, I'm really confused on how it works in Warzone or not Warzone, Apex. I don't know if it's like a Steam thing or an Origin thing. Like, if you launch an Origin, then it needs to update on Steam. Something, I don't know. But still, it, it's still weird that that's the case. I hope they figured that out for Warzone 2. I really hope they iron out the kinks because I wouldn't mind playing Warzone 2. I wouldn't <laughs> mind just having some little comp for Apex, having a little competition because as of right now, Apex is the only BR that holds my attention. Yeah, same. I was so I was explaining this to people when I was playing the beta. I was like, yeah, like I really enjoy it. Obviously, it's really hard for me to get full read on it because I'm playing on the PS5 on a controller that I don't usually play with for FPSs. So when it comes to PC, uh, the open beta next weekend, I feel like I can get a better grasp on it. But it makes me happy to feel uh, like I can play a team deathmatch game and, you know, just get in and out of fights and stuff. And like, if I die, I come back, I can just play, which is kind of what I miss from control mode in Apex, because you could kind of use that as like a warm up, or you could just play that and just vibe out. But instead, now we have uh, Apex pubs or ranked, which all kind of feel similarly competitive right now. And it's not on the most desirable map right now. <laughs> no. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this season of Apex is um, pretty rough for me right now. And it's, it's unfortunate because I genuinely love Vantage. And uh, sheesh, it just doesn't work out for her on like how this game is played with maps in rotation at the moment. Makes me pretty sad. Yeah, so I, I, dude, I love Vantage so much. Hitting her snipes feels so freaking good, and her movement is so nice too. Oh, I love it so much. But like, I, Kings Canyon is such a sniper fest right now. It's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, it's which is why it's so satisfying to to get those kills with with Vantage, where you someone will have a craver, they'll they'll body shot you, hit you for like 145, 180 or whatever, but you know, you just come back with Vantage, tap them twice in the head and they're dead. Or, <laughs> you know, you just kind of humble them for a second. Oh yeah, it's so nice. But I think the most frustrating thing is like, even if you down them though, you have to try and expend more ammo to try and uh, kill them on the spot. Otherwise you're not gonna be able to get that kill because King Canyon, like everyone sleeps in and sometimes you get lost in the fight. So other people start fighting around that team and you're not able to secure that kill. And it kind of repeats the process with like not getting KP and it's so frustrating. Well, firstly how I look at it, uh, I can think of so many situations just from being in platinum rank alone where I'm I'm playing Vantage and I'm in that scenario that you just described where I knock someone but I have to expend more ammo to to, to get the, the thirst. Um, usually you won't have that ammo if you're playing Vantage if you got the knock because it takes one it takes around two to three two to three bullets to kill and you only have a total of five. And they're more than likely going to be holding up their knockdown shield. But how I personally look at it and the the satisfaction I get from it is I made you waste your healing items. I made you waste <laughs> your shield batteries and I humbled you even though you're using a charge rifle or a Kraber. Okay, but to be fair, I okay, I use a charge rifle in King's Canyon because I feel like you have to have one. Otherwise, you're going to get down by a charge rifle. So it's like I'd rather be on the offensive. So yeah, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain or you just die. I know, to King's sucks. Canyon. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I guess we are moving on to Apex here because, like, I mean, that is our main game. So, uh, we recently saw some news this week about 
the iron sights getting changed on the flat line, which um, if if you play Apex, you know that there was a skin on the flat line that I believe was a battle pass exclusive that actually made the flat line uh, iron sights bearable, right? And I have that skin. I love it so much. It's, it's a reactive one too, which is great. Uh, but they recently decided to change it. And if you're uh, watching on YouTube, which I, I have the B-roll up of the actual change, so you can see here, um, it you know the skin comes up around it, but then with the change, the iron sights actually poke up above the skin, and the skin has been like removed so that the sides aren't as a what is it called like thick around it anymore, which sucks. So I don't know. As 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 someone who worked with a team crew, I'm I'm very curious. How do you feel about these changes? How do you feel about them adhering to like competitive standards? Oof. Um, <laughs> it's um. It's a it's a tough one. It's personally I don't like it. I think that's really obvious for anybody <laughs> who was a fan of uh, the the preferable iron sights on guns like the Flatline or R99 or Wingman or Peacekeeper. It's 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 tough to say, but you cannot deny their reasoning behind it. And what it really boils down to is they want. They want people to pick up things like the the optics in the game, whether it be the 1x, 2x, or 1 to 2x, 3x, or whatever. It, it it makes sense, but at the same time, you know, when we're in we're, when we're in an environment like Kings Canyon where we are right now, and for me, once again, it Kings Canyon is a really rough map for me, and I struggle finding loot, even though the loot was uh, apparently improved this time around. I really have a hard time finding things like optics, finding things like more magnification than a 1X. Sometimes it's harder to find things over a 2X. It's really difficult. So as a player, you would definitely want things that would be to make your experience a lot better, even when you don't have your desired loot. But at the same time, it's like you can't, from a developer standpoint, I get it you have to make the loot desirable or you have to force players to want to pick up the loot and which is why they they made those changes but it does suck so i'm kind of in the in between i i do prefer that they make all all uh defaults iron sights across the board a little bit more bearable to to see through to view but it, it's at the end of the day it makes sense their reasoning is solid and at the end of the day, they're they're gonna do what they think is best for the game, even if we do not like it. And sometimes it's hard to admit that. Yeah, I mean, look, we live in an age where everyone can go to Twitter and tweet every grievance they have, right? They have this platform <laughs> you can say anything you want to your heart's content, right? And it's 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 always so funny to like, of course, I have my own grievances with like a game that I love so much, Apex, right? Or even like Halo Infinite, but that doesn't mean that I want the devs to like actually take my ideas into uh into fruition because like I don't know what the fuck I can do to make a game better. Like I am not a game developer. I don't know all the intricacies that go into that. Like I I have no idea what it takes to build a game. And um I, I know that there's so much in like if you try to fix something, it could break. And I I don't want to be that person to be like, yeah, well, this is so easy. You could just do this. And it's like, I think a lot of people forget that. And you definitely don't because you're, you're very like, well, I could see them doing this. But at the same time, I also understand why they didn't. Um, 
So I, it does suck that the iron sights are getting changed, but I hope it is like across the board at least. So not one gun has like an advantage over the others. So it all stays even across the board. So to my knowledge, uh, I I only skimmed through that that post that uh, Respawn made about the uh, the iron sight changes on the flatline. I don't know if they're only if they're only touching the the, the flatline at the moment. I don't know if their plans are to touch things like the R99 or Wingman or um or the the peacekeeper yeah and yeah. I, I don't know about you but um the the very thin peacekeeper uh skins like uh those really cowboy looking uh yes i i don't know what it is about that skin because i don't feel like there's a difference in iron sights, but i just go crazy with those skins and i own <laughs> none of them for the three years i've been playing this game i own zero of those cowboy peacekeeper skins and it I'm like, ah! Crew, come on, you gotta, you gotta just craft it. I, I guarantee you have the materials. I can also buy it, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm petty. Oh my god! All right, fine. I get it. I get it. I, I finally <laughs> caved and I crafted the the uh, galaxy um, um, sheriff looking PK skin, and it is beautiful. But like, you know, <laughs> it was mostly for the iron sight. Yeah, I, I I was petty until I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I can't deal with it anymore. <laughs> That's the thing with me. I I genuinely do like the the reactive skin for the peacekeeper. That was what season three, I think. Um, I don't see a difference between that skin and uh. and like those those sheriff looking skins. Like I personally don't see it. And I'm not saying that is that is subjective. I'm probably just blind. I'm probably just stupid or something. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't feel like that. Like there's pay to win skins on the peacekeeper but i always notice that like yo what is it about this skinny ass sheriff peacekeeper that makes me hit my shots so much more consistently it has to be the fact that it's skinny and maybe i always just thought it was a placebo i i genuinely always boiled it down to that but maybe there is something to it when i saw twitter talking about the peacekeeper pay to win skins i'm like oh is there really good skins is that the case oh <laughs> I mean, it, it could also, yeah, it could be a mental thing, right? Like, I mean, that's that's like how people always say, oh, I feel like with Jimmy and uh, Caustic, I feel like I'm slower, like I'm slower legend. But it's just the animation that makes you feel that way, right? It's definitely. So, there could definitely be something mental, like a mental game in there. But, I mean, at the same time, like the R9 skin that I love so much that is reactive from the Battle Pass, like that definitely has a clear better iron sight than the normal iron sight. Um and God, as, as much as I hate to see it go, if they were to fix the iron size to look even across the board, I'd be fine with that because then that means like no one gets an advantage and that's okay. Like I get that. But I, I, again, yeah, I don't know if they specified whether or not it's going to be just the flatline or other skins coming into play. Um, they did specify the flatline revelation skin from the Gaiden event. Uh, and they did uh, the VK-47 flatline rifle for the heatsink reactive skin. So that is the battle pass one. Um, so I think it's just those two currently. But I, it is it is curious that, that those are the two skins that they chose to fix. Um, as opposed to the R9 skin, which like is... There's a clear difference in those two skins. I... 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 I'm I'm not too surprised that they chose the the flatline skin. Uh, I can understand the um, from the anime event. I understand that flatline skin, which I think is amazing. By the way, <laughs> let me just say I think that is the best flatline skin to ever release. I like it more than the heat sink, but those iron sides are definitely rough to deal with. Um, but 
the uh the the battle pass reactive flatline skin has definitely been a major 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 talking point for pay to win skins for a very long time so i guess they just chose uh by popular demand quote unquote so who knows what they what they, what they might touch next um if they plan to touch anything next but I'm hoping it's something in our favor of better iron sights and not more uh, obstructive, uh, obstructed view. So yeah. Oh my God. There's so there's one Eva Eight skin, which I know most people aren't ADSing with the Eva Eight anyways. But like when you do, it's like that dragon skin. It's really pretty, but when you zoom in, it's you just get a face full of dragon. <laughs> it's awful. Like oh, you... there's a there's a there's a there's a RE45 skin that's like that too, where the 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 outsides of the of the <laughs> gun, like the outer shell of the gun, it's just so much more thick, and it's just like, oh, it's like it's, it obstructs so much more of your peripheral, and I was like, ah, I don't like that skin. I, it I'm cool, but it's ugh. I'm pretty sure I know which one you're talking about because I've also witnessed it, and I immediately changed the skin on it. <laughs> uh. So speaking of guns in Apex, uh, there's the new limited time mode and event coming out on Tuesday, and it has gun game in Apex. How do you feel about it? I'm it's about goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> like that's all I can say. It's about time. I'm so excited. I so I am really curious to see how that's gonna work. Obviously, we're gonna like respawn and stuff which is great like and i was literally just talking about how great it is that you know modern warfare is coming out because now we get a game where we can like respawn and come back and warm up but this is like the best warm-up thing ever and i i understand that respawn uh they put out limited time modes to keep things fresh and everything but i'm just like i know apex is a battle royale and I, but i also know that they've been wanting to expand outside of that which is why they focused on arenas and i'm like why don't you bring some of these limited time modes uh, permanently? Because this would be a great warm-up mode. Are you kidding me? I agree. And I, I I feel strongly about arenas because there have been several seasons to where I've tried to grind uh, Masters Predator in arenas, but I just... I just can't because it's just there's always some cheesy meta that's going on <laughs> or the matchmaking is just horrendous. And I, I'm never going to forget the, uh, the matchmaking where... You, uh, it was like, I think it was the first or second season of arenas where you would gain only like 12 points, but you would lose like 300 if you lost something. I, I was diamond to that, that specific, that specific season. And it was, it was rough. And it's just every season that I've played arenas, it's, it hasn't been fun. It hasn't been fun to grind, even playing players that that's better than me. It's not fun because the matchmaking is so lopsided because I remember asking teammates, well, I was in diamond. I was like, "Hey, what are your what do you guys rank?" Oh, I'm, I'm silver, I'm um, bronze. I was like, well, "How? I'm, I'm in diamond. <laughs> I'm all, I'm playing against diamond players. Why? Yeah. Why is this happening?" And and I know the developers know this is a thing that's happening, but not much changes come about with arenas every for a, lo a long time. There hasn't been much changes to arenas aside from like price prices adjustments and maybe some changes to the arena maps if that happens but at this point i really do feel like arenas is in the neglected step neglected stepchild of apex and i think it's time to move on from it because i think the general consensus of the community is that it's not a fun game mode and it is undoubtedly there for the console gamers who much prefer to play straight up uh 3v3s instead of playing br over and over and over again which i can understand i get that but i'm i'm also very confident that the console gamers who want uh, a game mode to where that they can just do 
have an even battleground. I think gun game would be way better than what we have for arenas, and I also believe control would be better. I team deathmatch, of course, everybody wants a team deathmatch, but as of right now, I'm not saying that arenas is is bad and needs to be removed because I just don't like arenas. I just don't think that it's conducive to competitive integrity right now. Yeah. There's, like I said, there's always some cheesy meta that is never addressed. There's always some, the matchmaking is just way too unbalanced. And I, there's no talk about it. There's no, nothing has been addressed about arenas. So it's like, hey, let's just make something a little bit more fun that would still appeal to the players who just want uh, a fair battleground where it's just straight up. 3v3, 4v4, 5v5. Like, and I think gun game can do that and team deathmatch can do that or control can do that. Yeah, I think that's why, I think people definitely felt that way when control came out because they were like, wait a minute, this is like the better arenas. This could totally replace arenas because they actually wanted to play it as opposed to arenas where it, I understand their vision of it and it's, I, you know, when I first heard the concept, I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is what people wanted. But then as soon as you start playing it, you're like, wait, this is this is not really what I expected. And actually, last night I was playing Valorant or no, two nights ago, I was playing Valorant. And I realized I was like, OK, I'm, I suck at this game like I'm ass at it, but I get it like it works. Right. Whatever the formula they have down works. And I think that maybe if Apex did take a look at Valorant or even like CSGO to see how an arena shooter like that should work, like a teammate shooter, I feel like they could maybe build off of that. But I understand they also have something set and it's really hard to move away from that. But also, I wouldn't mind if they completely decided to redo arenas and try to fix it so that people actually wanted to play it and played it well. Um, because they, they did try a lot of things with arenas. I mean, that was the first place that they tried, uh, what is it? Uh, demotion in ranks for for uh, arena ranked before they brought it to uh, ranked battle royale. So they are doing things, but I feel like they're almost using arenas as like a testing grounds, and it should be more than that. As if if it's going to be a supported uh, game mode. I that you made me think of something just now that popped in my head, and it comes from our our little warzone. Um, uh, discussion yeah so i did see on uh on twitter from a lot of the creators that attended the the call of duty event on how the new gulag system works where yeah. it's it's no longer you get thrown in and they give you a random gun it's you get thrown in there's random guns on the floor and you just kind of have to pick it up like like br style like it's like dropping in, finding whatever gun you find first, and then you're kind of just stuck with that until you get something better. Mm -hmm. So that's how the new Gulag works. And you get a teammate, which is cool. <laughs> I personally believe that they need to just completely scrap this the this the CSGO Valorant uh, buy system because it's, it's, it's really not as in-depth as it is. And yeah. a lot of people do not spread their, their wings across the entire arsenal of Apex. It's as of right now, it is only Mozambiques, Wingnans, and SMGs. And if you're trying to like really folk, clutch up a uh, clutch up a win or really try hard, maybe some snipers, maybe they'll buy a PK. But something that's really oppressive in the arenas is like a three stack that's all using Mozambiques, a three stack that's all using Wingnans, and a th or maybe a three stack that's all using controllers that are really just demons at it. There's not much you can do against that, even if you're playing well. It's like it's like fighting three Gildersons. It's it's impossible. It's it's really difficult. And I really think that they should scrap the whole buy system from arenas and just make it 
make give it five random guns, like five random guns spread out in in the little Ooh, lobby that you spawn yeah. in. Yeah, wait, yeah. Just give five random guns. People pick up whatever they want. Pick people get to whatever they get to first. You know, finders keepers, losers weepers. Someone called dibs and they take it. Just completely scrap that. And I think that would be way more skill than anything else. Like I'm not saying five uh, five random guns on on one team and five random guns on the on the other team. Like everybody all gets the same five guns. Like let's say for let's say. Everybody gets a, a, a P20, an R301, a flatline, a, a peacekeeper, and maybe maybe a, a hemlock or something. Yeah. Both teams have those options. Now it's just like, who's the better shot? Who can use their legends abilities better? Who can who can use teamwork better? I'm just I'm just over this whole buy system because no one really uses it, and I think I think uh, I also think we should spawn with batteries. Personally, think we should spawn oh, with batteries because oh, yes. it's it's. Ugh. Yeah, Man, I can go on forever about arenas, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh no, that's why we're here. I, we love we, we love talking about games that we like talking about. Oh no, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, I mean arenas. Like I think they just never got the buy system down right. When I realized, uh, like I remember playing, um, you know, before launch, and they were like, "Yeah, you have to buy your weapons every time." I was like, "What? It doesn't carry over if you win? That feels a little weird." And I understand they have their like system set for it, but like it, it does feel a little weird. It feels like they've never been able to get the balance down right, and um, it, it does suck because I remember when the RA45, because you could level it up really quickly and you could get the hammer points. That's what anyone and everyone was running in, uh, in arenas, and I was like, "This is really not fun. I'm getting destroyed by a freaking pistol. This is not how I expected." my experience to go yeah it's it's like why spend anything else when you can get the cheapest gun that does the most damage for the cheapest amount of money and the buy system really like i said it's not all that in depth there's no there's no economy management like there is in valorant or csgo yeah. like the little the little points that you get from, from getting the canisters mid game mid round it's not too much different. Like maybe you'll be able to pick up one extra battery for the next round. Maybe you'll get that slight extra grenade. Maybe you'll maybe you'll get the the extra upgrade. Maybe you'll go from blue to purple on that on that <laughs> on that R99 that you wanted to use. But it's it's really not as significant as it as it's as it seems to be. So I really think they should just completely scrap the system altogether and just work on something new. I really like my idea of just five random guns spawning. Um, or maybe six that way two everybody gets two guns and everybody just has to kind of rush forward and just take what what they want and it it it's all like i really don't think there's any skill in using a mozambique because you bought it for cheap and i yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people i got so sick of it but i refused to use a mozambique so what i did is i started using bangalore and using digi uh... thread p2020 with hammer point <laughs> Um, you know what i can't i can't blame you I, I also went on the hammer point thing because like it's what worked so why not use it if you can buy it for cheap exactly yeah it's uh, god well yeah we could talk about arenas forever which we probably should at some other point but because <laughs> um, I, I wanted i wanted it to do well i wanted it to be a game mode that i played but i'm like you know this i would rather play battle royale and that says a lot because oh my god it just it just does not feel good um, but speaking of something that doesn't feel good, we're going to move into a little bit more of a serious, uh, topic, which I did talk to crew about before, um, which, which is great. Cause he was like, I thought you'd never ask it. I'm like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. We're going to get into this. <laughs> um, 
So if y'all are part of the esports world or uh, you know pay attention to anything uh, or surrounding it, um, this happened in the league uh, championship, one of the one of the tournaments that happened outside of the U.S. Uh, fucking. I don't want to say his name, so I'm not going to say it once, but fucking Andrew Tate was seen at a G2 uh, celebration party. And everyone was kind of surprised. Like, so so this guy has been banned from socials, right? Like his TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter have all been banned. He's not allowed back on. Um, And that's because he's just a huge piece of shit. Like he is the worst. Like he genuinely hates women. And he has the most toxic mindset i've ever seen and he clearly needs help but like god it sucks to see someone like him have such a big platform like i don't i don't think he's been banned off twitch has he or youtube uh i don't think he's been banned off twitch because he just doesn't have an account yet but i'm i'm, I'm very confident if, if he even comes to if he touches a second on twitch he's out of here yeah i mean honestly if twitter and instagram said no i think that's a huge sign that he would not be allowed on twitch i know he was on someone's stream but i don't know if he has his own account which honestly whatever great because he's like the worst kind of person he god he left the u.s because he was escaping charges uh against like sexual crimes and also he's just known to be like a known abuser and manipulator and he's just there's a lot there's a lot that we could go in depth with, with this guy, but uh, I don't. The G2 founder, he tweeted. Was it yesterday? He tweeted yesterday. Nobody will yep. ever be able to police my friendships. I draw my line here. I party with whoever the fuck I want. <laughs> Just like what? <laughs> I like so. Apparently, he has a history of, of not such great things, and I was not aware of this history. Like, I, I didn't know this guy before, and I, I feel like I'm pretty new to esports, and I don't know if you have a better background on, like, Carlos or, like, you know, G2, because they also just signed a, an all-female roster. So, my knowledge on my knowledge on esports is not too much... Not too much uh, broader than yours. Like I, okay, I only know, <laughs> I only know what well, well specifically for G two. Yeah. But I do know that G 2s founder is very known for not taking criticism and known for not really listening to his community. Um, a very similar situation to where uh, G two started doing NFTs. Um, they <laughs> they did NFTs in like the most worst way possible too. <laughs> it's like. Uh, it's like they did it like a, a it was like a reward system like if you bought their nfts oh, and you get no. like you get like you get like signed merch or something like that or something i don't know it was like it was like a reward system but you had to pay for it and there's uh, there's so many other like organizations it doesn't even have to be in esports there's so many like rewards platforms or loyalty point systems that does this for free and but no g2 decided to go into the nft world because every company had to get into the nft uh nonsense um and everybody was telling him like you know they don't like nfts like and if you know nfts you you know you know but he kind of didn't care so he kind of just <laughs> moved on so so yeah that's that's carlos and i i really was not ex- like not surprised when he doubled down on the criticism of saying hey you with andrew tate you know he's kind of a a piece of shit and 
And there you go. You're looking at the tweet on stream right now if you're if you're watching on Twitch. But I, it's it's not a surprise, and I I don't know where to go from here. It's just, I know it, it just sucks. It's like it's so par for the course for like the esports industry, and it really sucks to say. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so sorry, I didn't mean to inter interrupt you. Oh no, I was just saying it's that's just. Uh, it's just how it is yeah so this tweet was the first one that he tweeted after that video went viral and got a lot of backlash uh and and then he tweeted uh today at 7 a.m <laughs> bright and early many g2 fans were let down this weekend which created confusion about what i stand for it has always been my consistent target to stand for absolute equality of opportunity regardless of who you are or where you come from which is what gaming is about then he followed up with another tweet Make no mistakes, my life was full of learnings, and I had my fair share of situations I got into in the past. I failed to read this room right, feel terrible at the discussions it created, and will stand up and accept the consequences in full. This is not an apology. That is not an apology. That is him firmly standing by what he said and just trying to negate the damage a little bit. And it's very obvious that was a kind of a force move by whatever PR team told him to do that. <laughs> or, um, oh, yeah. It's it's not an apology. It's there's no acknowledgement of what his uh, his staff, which oh, apparently a lot of, has come forward and shown his support for it. It's like uh, there's there's one thing if there's just poor leadership, and then there's another who's just blindly following that poor leadership. Um, it's like, it's like, it's like a Starbucks manager, but the, 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 the Starbucks employees are just really happy to be under shitty work conditions. It's like, it's, it's really weird. And he, he, like I said, he's known for not taking criticism well. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people notice, but I took a look at his page and it was, he removed his bio only to put a, a laughing emoji with the tears coming out, the eyes in his bio, and that was it. <laughs> so you can tell there was no accountability. You can tell that he's just going to get whatever his suspension was or whatever his consequences was or his punishment. <clears throat> this is really nothing to him. This is just another day at the office that where he's just going to kind of just rake in his, his money and just move on it really really sucks it's really frustrating so um yeah he had to do that because he had to release some sort of statement because g2 came out 19 minutes after he put that first tweet out uh, about like his his so-called like explanation or whatever they came out with this tweet that said hey g2 army last night we failed you the actions of our ceo spoke a language in stark contrast with the values and the culture d2 lives by and strives for and for that we apologize since our creation we have worked hard to build a safe and inclusive environment to enjoy esports these are just small steps in the right direction we need to take as a company we'll continue to do our best each and every day to improve ourselves and the industry at large after internal discussion carlos and our super Supervisory board have mutually agreed that he will take eight weeks of leave as CEO and suspend his earnings during that time. Thank you to the G2 Army and the esports community for holding us accountable, G2 Esports. Mm. My. Uh, uh, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, my, my initial reactions are this. This. This seems like. A tiny band-aid because i mean eight weeks of leave as ceo 
and suspended earnings don't mean a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, two months of suspended earnings from a CEO's perspective. That's not much of a punishment. And there's no, there's obviously no talks of like, of learning of why the, the community is upset. There's no talks of like trying to understand uh, where the community is coming from and what G2, what community, what the community of G2 means to G2. And yeah. a lot, I think G2 really fails to understand. And I, once again, it's one thing if it's poor leadership and there's one thing to follow that poor leadership willingly. But I don't think G2 is an organization that understands that like it is your community that makes your organization what it is. And once people just lose faith in you, yeah, it doesn't matter what investors you have, what sponsors, partners, that all goes away if you don't have your community by your side. There's a lot of there's a lot of orgs that really do focus on the the community aspect of of esports and content creation, uh, whether they're big or small. But I'm really seeing right now from this uh, this quote unquote apology from G2 that they're really not community focused. They're really not taking into consideration about the women who support them that are probably really hurt by this. To see someone like, you know, Mister Potate in 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 their in their leaders in their leaders like you know circle that's that's just really hurtful yeah to a I lot mean, of their women supporters yeah and especially following after seeing just how bad shit was at activision blizzard right like holy shit are you kidding me like this is it just goes to show you that that culture is still around and of course, like, so I immediately did not feel comfortable. I'm just like, if anything, like I have to, so hold on, back it up, back it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I decided to take on the task of covering league worlds and the championship. And I'm like, I don't feel comfortable being able to like having to go through and like work closely with G2 if they make it. Like if I want to talk to them and I have to report the news, I'm not comfortable being alone with them. And it's like one of those things of like, oh, well, they didn't condone his actions yes no they didn't but by being around him being comfortable with him and by defending them being around this guy like this is you are clearly sending a statement that you are okay with him and what he says and what he preaches uh and he is not a great person <laughs> and that and makes that me feel like you're not a good person yeah, and that's like the human morality of it. It's like, I can't, I personally cannot be around someone to, that does the things that you know who has done. Like, just being yeah. around you, knowing in the back of my head, like, oh, like, you're making me very uncomfortable. Like, you, you really did all that. And yeah. you could make the argument that, you know, a person's past doesn't define them, but uh, this person's, that's not this person's past. It's their current attitude and behavior and what they still practice to this day yeah and and going back to g2 statement uh they did say let's see no was it g2 yeah g2 since our creation we have worked hard to build a safe and inclusive environment to enjoy esports this does not tell me that you are wanting to make a safe and inclusive environment especially since g2 just signed an all-female league of legends roster how the fuck 
Do you think they feel comfortable with that guy around? No, absolutely not. He genuinely hates women. I don't know if you have heard him speak about women, but he talks about them like they aren't even human beings. And it absolutely disgusts me and it angers me that like he was given a platform with them. And it makes me so frustrated because I, I mean, G2 in, in Apex, like they've been pretty cool. They've been, you know, up and coming, but it makes me upset to see this now because like, I don't know what to think. It, it makes me feel very uncomfortable. It's, I don't, I've been trying to find their Twitters since yesterday, the uh, the women's G2 league uh, yeah. team. I've been trying to find their Twitters to see if they made a statement, but I I can't imagine what they're what they're going through or what they're thinking right now, but it it is definitely in stark contrast to what they're trying to accomplish. So so they say, but I I can't imagine no matter what the league team is feeling or what they or what they plan to do or how they plan to approach this, one thing for sure one thing that we know for sure is that there are a lot of G2 supporters that were let down. And then, like I said, that, that comes back to um, the community aspect of esports, which is a huge part of it that I don't think G2 really understands. And they're, they're definitely feeling betrayed and they're definitely feeling really uncomfortable supporting G2 right now, which I'm, I'm glad people are putting, you know, putting their morals above like you know numbers and clout and just oh, yeah. just because like you know they have their favorite player on their team which a lot of people do surprisingly and it's really bizarre but a lot because you know things like the their favorite esports players on the team or you know they play their favorite game or they main their favorite champ or they main their favorite legend whoever they kind of look past a lot of this but I think for everybody that was a G2 fan, this kind of was a, a a kind of a breaking point or a boiling point to just like, no, there's just no defending this. And I'm glad about that because there's absolutely no defending uh, someone like you-know-who. Yeah. But I'm not saying in any other situation where, you know, bad stuff happening in esports, it's okay to defend. But like... No. It's just, there's just no way. Like, you can't you can't defend this. There's, there's no mental gymnastics that you can do. <laughs> Yeah, and there's no like sliding past it either. I mean, I, I, I didn't want to believe it. Like it, it, so the video came across my feed, and I was like, no, that's not. And then I saw other people confirm it. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> um, and it's it's like, God, it, I'm so glad that to see so many of my peers shun the actions and call them out. It makes me very happy. Like, obviously, that's not going. That it may not lead to anywhere, but it makes me happy that people are saying something about it. Uh, and uh, Trevor Quickshot Henry, uh, one of the shoutcasters in the LEC, which is the League of Legends uh, European Championship um, shoutcaster, he said something about him, and so did his wife speaking out against him. And it's, it's pretty great, the fact that so many people in the industry, especially directly correlated with that event, like, are speaking out about it. That's big. Like, that, that is how you make shit happen. That is how you make people realize, hey, this, this stuff isn't going to fly anymore. Like, we are, we are actually trying to change the world of esports to be inclusive and open to everyone, like G2 says they tried to do. But, like, you know, they could, do, they could try a little bit harder. Yeah, and I, I really don't think that 
I really don't think the the community really understands the power that they hold. Yeah. Like, uh, like say for example, remember when uh, uh, the the ALGS playoffs in Sweden, and you know originally EA wasn't going to cover any of the teams, only the top five teams that was going, and Twitter was very upset about that, and EA kind of just turned around and said, "Hey, okay, we'll cover everybody's flights and blah blah blah," which was which was awesome, and that kind of power is always within the community's uh, disposal. Yeah. They always have that kind of power and they can always use it for the right things at the right time. And I think this is one of them. And it's it would be, it would suck if it puts a lot of good people at G2, because I'm sure not everybody over there is oh. bad. I would I yeah. hope so. But <laughs> I, I would sure it would probably hurt a lot of people, but you know, these type of thing needs to these type of things need to be done. Uh, there's a lot of poor leadership out there, which is why we're in the the culture that we're in with esports today. Like we 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 don't need people that refuse to take accountability. We don't need people who who um, who exhibits like really frat boy culture. Yeah. Like you know the whole Activision Blizzard thing. We don't need that in esports, and we need to make an active change. And if you are a fan of East, uh, G2, or if you are a previous fan of G2. You have a lot more power than you realize than than just unfollowing, unfollowing all their their socials, just deleting your accounts off any like websites that they may have or anything. Like it makes a huge impact, and it it, it reflects as a person who works in this industry, who knows what goes on internally in esports orgs. It makes a huge impact, and community is a huge, huge, huge part of it. And without community support, these esports orgs are literally nothing. So I hope you all take your time to, you know, scream, shout until <laughs> you cannot do it anymore. Please don't let up. Make your voice be heard and let them know that this is unacceptable. And no, no, no sponsors, investors, or partners are going to save Mr. Carlos from the backlash. <laughs> Yeah, I oh God, I, I yeah, I love that so much. And it, it is true. I mean, that's why like that's why it makes me happy to see so many people who do have such a big platform speaking out about this because it it's them using that, you know, power respectfully for something good and they are using their platform to speak about this, which, you know, some people may it's really funny. Like I have realized that ever since I started working at IGN and I've gotten a bigger platform, I realized that if you say something that seems like it should be common knowledge, it's not to a lot of people. So that's constantly why I'm always like retweeting. Well, not always. <laughs> I, I pick and choose the, the fuckers that decide to try and come at me at work or like, you know, um, on my socials. I, I decide when to showcase something that is still actively happening to women in the industry, uh, especially in the gaming industry. And it's like, people are like, oh, you, you're still getting this? Like, I can't believe people still say this. And I'm like, yeah, it has never stopped. So for me, this is like a very personal thing because this, if this keeps being allowed to happen, if this person keeps being allowed to like spread his, I don't know what the fuck you'd call it. <laughs> like his toxic mindset everywhere. Like there are impressionable people who will be like, oh yeah, you know what? This guy said it. So, and he's got a huge platform must mean that, you know, he's right. I can do this and I can be okay for it. And it's like, no, that's not. And, and so that's where you come in. People speaking out about this, especially people who have bigger platforms being able to say something about it and stopping it because it has been ongoing. It is, it has not stopped. 
So it's it's very frustrating. And um, I didn't mean for my first episode of Snap Aim to be so uh, spicy, but here we are. <laughs> hey, that's what pulls in all the views, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, this, true. This, spicy topics. <laughs> spicy but. topics and uh, shitty men. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, there are really uh, a lot of impressionable uh, people out there that will see the, the big numbers and think like, oh, they're on to something, which is never the case. And uh, which is why I really, really always encourage anybody, it doesn't matter the size of your platform, to always speak out against really shitty behavior because you have no idea how many people are, off once they see that, once they see that they can't be comfortable saying these things, they're going to go back into hiding, which which is not ultimately what we want. We want people to be better. We want people to just, yeah. you know, not be shitty human beings and learn why what they do is shitty. But I think we're in an era right now. Technically, we've kind of always been there, but we're more so in an era where, you know, racists, misogynists, and and just just bigotry is just a little bit too comfortable for a lot of people to just be open about it. You know, there was a time where people would just had to actually hide that shit they actually had to just you know closet their 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 hatred but now it's just kind of all over the place the people are a little bit too empowered by that and we kind of have to you know shut them down kind of humble them tell them to check themselves a little <laughs> bit you know we gotta yeah it that's a group effort and you know being silent about it is not gonna do anything so once in i'm always gonna keep saying it i sound like a broken record but the community for that you support uh, or whatever organization, whatever creator, whatever whatever partners or sponsors, anybody, company, whoever, they do not have the power that they that you may think they do. It's it's definitely you. Yeah, yeah. I, I look. I know representation matters, but in this case, if you're a racist, piece of shit, misogynist, no, does not matter. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, okay well we are out of time but thank you so much for joining me for the very first episode i hope to have you on again um you know obviously when things are a little less hectic over there um but you know we're in this industry is it ever really <laughs> less hectic <laughs> like honestly uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah but thank um, you thank you so much for having me yeah so i want to give you time to like promote anything that you're working on like promote your streams your socials like where can people find you after this uh i don't really have anything special going on but you know you can find me at twitch.tv slash crusader when my internet decides to stop you know screwing me over and maybe i can stream i'm a variety <laughs> caster uh i play apex i play final fantasy 14 i'm playing metal hell singer lately because it just came out and it's an awesome game but uh, i yeah i my internet's just been bad so i you know you know the the stuff at work is kind of keeping me occupied but don't really have anything major going on right now. Uh, I will be at TwitchCon, though. So, Yay! yeah, we'll be at TwitchCon if you want to see me out there. Go to a cat cafe. My, my, my girlfriend and another <laughs> couple, my girlfriend and my friends are really excited about that. Yeah, I, I am too, Loki. <laughs> I've I never been to tweet. a cat cafe. Yeah, I saw the tweet and I was like, wait, there's a cat cafe? Oh, fuck yeah, we're going. Everybody, They're going to get some good business. <laughs> They're going to get some good business that weekend. Dude, I might I might come away with a, with a new cat. Like, shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, this was... 
podcast snap aim episode one featuring crusader thank you so much for joining me y'all uh i will be on later to play some more of the call of duty modern warfare 2 beta on ps5 because i believe that the third person uh playlist is available now which is it's gonna be fucking weird so yeah well thank you so much for tuning in i'll see you all on the next episode bye